Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is Step 7. Humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. Big Red Book, page 217. As we begin to find peace in ACA, we listen for when the wheels get squeaky and learn to seek appropriate help, knowing that we don't have to do this alone. We see our higher power everywhere we go, especially in the people around us in our meetings. Oh man, that's just, that's one paragraph. It's like, I don't have to do this alone. Um, I don't have to be alone and I can't do it alone. And, um, you know, I think in this, that notion of coming into this program with this get you God or some kind of some superior version of man. And it's just like, you know, to see higher powers through other people, through books, um, you know, and I think it really requires a willingness. And I like how this is step seven, because step six to me is all willingness. We are no longer fearful. Our shortcomings are being removed and they no longer define us. We are not a collection of wrongs. We realize that recovery is a process, that there is no race to the finish line. Um, and what I like about that part is it just for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm on the right track to somewhere. Um and paradoxically, that's allowed me to slow down, not slow down too much. And, uh, you know, I start to also realize that maybe just maybe I'm a collection of rights versus wrongs. Back to the reading. But we don't take the slow route either. Like I was saying, <laughs> we have sobered up to the grim reality of the effects of dysfunction in our families and have decided we're out of their game. It no longer pays any dividends. We have been on that side for so long and we simply don't want to be there anymore. The way we related to the world no longer works, you know, related to the words of people, people pleasing approval of it from a authority figures. And, you know, most people are just, you know, it's like Scott Peck says, just because you're an adult doesn't mean it's a child. You know, if you're in a codependent relationship, you can be a 72 year old millionaire and still be a child. You know, money doesn't take that away. I um, mean, you know, that's why I love spirituality. Money is not going to solve it from an earning standpoint, but it might be a reflection. Back to the reading. We see the results of our efforts in recovery, and we like ourselves better as we allow the process to work within us. Yeah, if I knew that or believed that was true, I would have gotten to the steps a lot quicker. We begin to attract healthier people, leaving behind the dysfunctional relationships that show no promise. There is nothing better than this new feeling as we move into the future. We're walking out of the fog of dysfunction towards who we truly are. On this day, I will continue on this journey to work with my higher power to remove my shortcomings. I choose to be healthy. The next reading comes from Strengthening My Recovery. It's asking for help. At this juncture, the adult child usually isolates or becomes involved in busy work to avoid asking for help. Yeah, I like that busy work. I really have to ask myself that. Um, you know, And oftentimes, I think one hint of busy work is doing things alone or doing things at times that, you know, might not be when other people do it to kind of like avoid situations such as, you know, working late at night on things that could have been taken care of in the day. Back to the reading. We took care of everyone else for years, learning to be invisible as possible, both physically and emotionally. Our worth was not based on who we were, but on what we could accomplish or do for others. You know, and I think that explains how what someone once said workaholism is trauma because if you're wor the trauma says you're not based on who you were but on what you could accomplish and then you know in our family it was just work hard work hard work hard you know 
we became so used to the struggle that we created it when it wasn't already there. Yeah, I mean, even I did that earlier this week. And I actually just had a conversation seeing that. Living in a hurricane of activity was normal for us. We started to avoid quiet because that's when we heard the painful voices, those that cried from deep within and said, you are not good enough. Yeah, I think that's what can make sleep a challenge. And even waking up, I think, in some ways. And that's why it's good to start and end days. I'm saying this for myself uh, with God. As we learn to live in a different reality, we begin to recognize our self-worth. We see that our very existence is a gift from our higher power. We learn to reach out to our fellow travelers for help and feel love and acceptance. We allow others to take care of themselves, and we choose those who can do so to be our companions. And we choose those, not settle for crumbs. We become willing to own all our feelings, not just the happiness or joy we are feeling, but also the anger and even rage when they come up. Feel your feelings. We recognize them as gifts that can lift us out of sandpits of grief and shame. I'm going to repeat that part. It's very powerful. We become willing to own all our feelings, not just the happiness or joy we are feeling, but also the anger and even rage when they come up. We recognize them as gifts that can lift us out of the sandpits of grief and shame. We're careful not to harm others with these gifts, but instead use them as a gateway for healing our woundedness. On this day, I will no longer do other people's work. I will feel the freedom of being responsible for myself, recognizing when I need guidance. Yes, 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 yes. The freedom of being responsible for myself. It's amazing because I just wanted to avoid that. and. Uh, uh, specifically responsibility. And that's why spirituality has helped me in a way that psychotherapy could never do it. You know, therapy is a lot of, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And of course, I'm speaking from my own uh, experience, and I'm sure there's some benefit. But, you know, I always like to say I get more, I can get the same dopamine fix with an interval workout that I can with therapy. What the spiritual program has taught me is responsibility and becoming responsible for your life. I mean, do esteemable acts. Uh, being irresponsible is, 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 it's tough to look at yourself in the mirror. Um, being responsible, uh, you know, I could definitely look at myself in the mirror a lot easier these days. And then recognizing when I need guidance. So on this day, I will no longer do other people's work. I will feel the freedom of being responsible for myself, recognizing when I needed guidance. And I will add asking for help, receiving it, and celebrating that freedom. Now we move to the great Melody Beatty and the uh, language of letting go, the topic is directness. So much of our communication can reflect our need to control. We say what we think others want to hear, people pleasing. We try to keep others from getting angry, feeling afraid, going away, or disliking us. But our need to control traps us into feeling like victims and martyrs. Yes, it does. And I think that's where that abandonment, that fear of abandonment leads to doing things that you wouldn't, I mean, fear just in general leads to a set of behaviors that you know human beings necessarily won't do. And for me, it's very important to control my media assumption, consumption, because assumption, <laughs> because it's just, it just perpetuates fear. And uh, this is despite knowing that uh, that is not, you know, the purpose of the news is not to disseminate the news. The purpose of the news is to get you to read the news. It's not truth. Back to the reading. Freedom is just a few words away. Those words are our truths. We can say what we need to say. We can gently but assertively speak our mind. Let go of your need to control. Yes, we do not need to be judgmental, tactless, 
blaming, or cruel when we speak our truths. Neither do we need to hide our light. Let go and freely be who you are. Something that I see that trend of doing imper- imperfectly and just, you know, process, not perfection, progress, not perfection, I should say. Today, I will be honest with others and myself, knowing that if I don't, my truth will come out some other way. Yeah, repressed anger, probably. Back to the reading. Who knows best? Others do not know what's best for us. I am going to pause and let that sink in. Wow. We do not know what's best for others. Also worth pause worthy. It is our job to determine what's best for ourselves. I know what you need. I know what you should do. Now, listen, this is what I think you should be working on right now. Uh, It's funny. How many times is that should? Uh, Twice. These are audacious statements, beliefs that take us away from how we operate on a spiritual plane of life. Each of us is given the ability to be able to discern and detect our own path on a daily basis. This is not always easy. We may have to struggle to reach that quiet, still space, still place. Giving advice, making decisions for others, mapping out their strategy is not our job. Giving advice, making decisions for others, mapping out their strategy is not our job. I mean, it could be something to be paid for, but it's not our job, nor is it their job to direct us. Even if we have a clean contract with someone to help us, such as in a sponsorship relationship, we cannot trust that the other always knows what is best for us, authority figures. We are responsible for listening to the information that comes to us. We are responsible for asking for guidance and direction, but it is our responsibility to sift and sort through the information and listen to ourselves about what is best for us. Nobody can know but ourselves. Thinking writing is one way, but I think walking and listening. Uh, Julia Cameron talks about the 20-minute walk. Um, I may make it a five-minute walk. A great gift we can give to others is to be able to trust in them, that they have their own source of guidance and wisdom, that they have the ability to discern what is best for them, and the right to find that path by making mistakes and learning. Just think that there's a divine in all of us, all of us that kind of knows. And sometimes you get older as adults, you kind of like bury it. Back to the reading. To trust ourselves, to be able to discover through the same imperfect process of struggle, trial, and error is a great gift we can give ourselves. Today, I will remember that we are each given the gift of being able to discover what is best for ourselves. God, help me trust that gift. And that concludes today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, This is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is, to love myself, and to feel my feelings. I also wanted to mention another podcast that I host. It's called Unconventional Thinkers. It's an interview-based format, and it is all about creativity, meditation, spirituality, and trauma. Until next time.